MSW Media. News was wearing Daily Beans, Daily Beans, Daily Beans, Daily Beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, July 16th, 2020. Today, briefs are due to the circuit court in the Manhattan DA Mazar's subpoena case. Navarro breaks from White House directive with a scathing op-ed about Fauci, who is now pushing back. Susan Collins is concerned. The racist possum has lost his bid for the Senate. Ivanka violates ethics laws using beans. And members of the media have viewed the body cam footage in the George Floyd case. I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Ready to laugh about beans. <laughs> I thought that picture was photographed. Or photographed, photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see the Trump one? No. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting at the Oval Office fucking resolute desk in the Oval Office secret a hollowed resolute desk with a bunch of Goya shit on top of it <laughs> with a thumbs up. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. Oh, oh my god. Fuck. I know. I know. It's I know. idiocracy. We are in it right now. It, it, we are. We are. We are in it. Although Kanye West has dropped out, uh, oh. he was running. He ran for president for about a week, and now he's not anymore. What did apparently. he say? So, so, sorry, I I thought about it for the first time, <laughs> and then decided <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even bother to look up the story because it's like mm, blip, you know. Yeah. Um. So he came and grabbed the microphone for a minute, and then went away. Just like he does um i also wanted to thank uh while i've got uh got you here i wanted to thank our patrons because they keep buying premium subscriptions for those who can't swing it right now because of covid and that's really really incredible y'all are amazing for that thank you uh, they they keep coming so we really appreciate it so you know I, I know if you're on the waiting list to get one of those free subscriptions it might take a minute but we do keep getting them so just hang in there so um, cool and I know that people are so amazing. I, I honestly, when I first started this uh, idea, I didn't realize how much hope and joy it would fill me with to see the outpouring of awesomeness yeah. from our patrons. It, it truly is like its own club that functions almost irrespective of the podcast. <laughs> like it's just a, like a social <laughs> group, sort of at a at a certain point yeah. that also gets all of these podcast related perks, which people very much enjoy uh but then yeah there's also yeah. this element of camaraderie that's super strong and like i've seen legitimate friendships be made and sustained like through our patron yeah. community and stuff you know like see them on facebook and, and yeah. everything it's yeah it's just really it's just really cool it's more than just like a basic patreon thing is what i'm saying yes and the whole is more than the sum of its parts for real it's meta i love it and thank you for all that and then this speaking of patrons this friday's happy hour q a is 70s themed it starts at 4 percent 4 p.m pacific time 4 percent i can't talk today Four welcome to my pacific world time <laughs> i've caught jordan i've caught jodan corburn disease um but uh, it starts at 4 p.m. Pacific for patrons, and then we open it up to the public at 5. 
uh, and we bring y'all on screen to ask questions if you want to. It's it, it's just so much fun. We have a, we have our regulars in there, you know, and it's just it's it's awesome. It's always a few hundred people, and it's but it's super intimate still. I love it. I love it. So I'm looking forward to that on Friday. And uh, if you want to sponsor a patron or you want to sign up to be a sponsored patron, um, head to dailybeanspod.com. Scroll down to the bottom there on the front page, and you'll see the little buttons where you can do either of those things. And you can also submit your quarantine confessions. We have a new episode coming out Saturday. Uh, and uh, your good news, which um, Mandy and Jordan will be doing at the end of the show today. And I'm going to be talking again about literal beans with um, with Andrew Torres, with a lawyer. I'm going to be talking <laughs> with a lawyer about beans. So I'm... I'm I... I I never thought the day would come, but here we are. So I'm very excited, but we do have a lot of headlines to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, everybody, we're going to start with this story. Members of the media today have been allowed to view the body cam footage from the George Floyd murder, which has not yet been released to the public. Uh, Omar Jimenez from CNN, who viewed the footage, described it this way. He said, quote, we all knew uh, this was over the use of a fake you know, counterfeit bill in a store. And it, within 40 seconds after finishing a conversation with a store employee, one of the officers literally had his gun drawn on George Floyd um, after saying, put put your fucking hands up, he said. Uh, after multiple demands that he get out of his car, Floyd can be seen literally sobbing with his head on the steering wheel at one point, saying he's sorry, and then saying, please don't shoot me, Mr. Officer. Please don't shoot me, man. Please, can you not shoot me, man? And the officer, Officer Lane, says, step out and face away. I'm not shooting. Step out and face away. A little bit after that, uh, Floyd is forcefully pulled out of his vehicle. And the next big struggle then happens across the street when they're trying to get Floyd into the squad car. At one point, Officer King is trying to push him into one side of the car, while from the other side, Officer Lane is trying to pull him into the car. Eventually, Floyd falls to the ground and then is in that familiar position we're all familiar with, with Chauvin, uh, Chauvin's you know, knee on his neck for almost nine minutes. Um, and Floyd says, please, 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 please. He repeats the word please several times. And um, Jimenez says that with each please, each please got weaker. Uh, then Officer Lane asks, should we roll him on his side? And um, that's when Officer Chauvin said, no, we're going to leave him right where he is. And that is kind of the crux of Officer um, Lane's case. Uh, but Chauvin, Chauvin's attorney has declined to comment. But Officer Lane filed to have the charges against him dismissed on the grounds that he did try to intervene by asking, should we roll him on his side? but took the order of the senior officer. Um, this footage uh, has not been released to the public, like I said, just to the media through multiple media outlets. Um, and many of them have filed suit uh, to be able to release these uh, to the public. So we'll keep you posted on that. And um, yesterday we found out Trump wants all COVID data sent directly to him instead of the CDC. And now the White House is attacking Dr. Fauci and Dr. Fauci is responding. There's a beef. There's a beef. There's a Fauci beef happening. Jordan, you have more on that, right? Yeah. So Peter Navarro, he's Trump's top trade advisor. He wrote an op-ed that came out in USA Today yesterday. And what the op-ed said was that Fauci has, quote, been wrong about everything I have interacted with him on. And he goes on, it's a really short op-ed, actually. It's just like a 
like scathing few paragraphs mostly just to come on and discredit Fauci. That's clearly the tone of the whole thing. That's the whole point is just to discredit him and his judgment and the fact that this is a guy that is very much in Trump's ear and working with Trump. You can take this as just another one of Trump's cockroach arms operating uh, to just do <laughs> to do no good. Just reminds me of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the Navarro arm. How's it going? I'm going to fuck your day up. It's like... Fuck that guy. Yeah. I think that's the guy who called who called us working stock or something, like American working stock. Mm-hmm. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, he is... He throws out, you know, things that we've heard people complaining about Fauci on on the le- on the right side, right as in Republican, um, and 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 it's stuff that we've heard before. But he just sort of brings it all together and then wraps it all up with this: Fauci doesn't know what he's talking about, Bo. And it's, I mean, you could read it if you want. It, like I said, it's very short, but it, it's just. It was ridiculous, and Fauci responded to it. He's been interviewed, you know, a decent amount of, or asked questions about it constantly since it came out. He told The Atlantic, quote, I cannot figure out in my wildest dreams why they would want to do that. I think they realize now that that was not a prudent thing to do because it's only reflecting negatively on them. I can't explain Peter Navarro. He's in a world by himself. So (laughs) Fauci just, like, being what I think is a pretty level-headed badass in this situation. He constantly is I know I know we've had like differing views of of him based on certain things that he's done throughout this, but overall I still maintain that he's a guy that's really just trying to stay in it and deal with the bullshit knowing that it's going to maybe give him a bad name in some ways, but to him I do believe that he thinks the best call for the country and for the health of everyone is for him to stay in that position. And he said that to the Atlantic. They they said given this experience do you still want to work with the administration? Have you thought about resigning? And Fauci said, no, I think the problem is too important for me to get into those kinds of thoughts and discussions. I just want to do my job. I'm really good at it. I think I can contribute and I'm going to keep doing it. So that's, well, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been always like on his case, like he should resign and and do his job from outside. Yeah. uh, You know, underneath the the white house or trump yeah i've heard you say Um, that but you know i'm just i'm just friggin terrified right now uh that the that the data is gonna go to the directly to trump they're they they don't want it to go to the cdc anymore from the hospitals Mm -hmm. the covid data Mm -hmm. and that that's frightening because i mean the spokesman for the health and human services is caputo that's roger stone buddy (laughs) Criminal mentioned in the Mueller report. It, yes, man, sycophant for Trump. Yeah, who Trump has is probably got a leash on because he's got so much compromising shit against yeah. him. You know, so it's 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 gross. It's mobbed up. The, the that data. Um, I just I we're gonna have to rely on our own states. Data and if you have a Republican governor, I don't know how you're going to do that. You know, not all Republican governors. Okay, hashtag not all Republican governors, but you know what I mean. Like if you, like Ron DeSantis, for example, who who fired their science, uh, per, their scientist who was in charge of their their COVID dashboard because she wouldn't lie. Uh, you know, she wouldn't falsify the the data. Fired her and now you know won't report the deaths and they're 
it just this whole administration is a shit show. This is the worst, absolute worst president's presidency and administration we could have in this crisis. And it's terrifying. It sucks. Yeah. And I wish I wish we could all go into some sort of, you know, uh, aliens hypersleep uh, until November, you know, mm-hmm. and just <laughs> like mm-hmm. have just freeze. Right. And you know, call, call me old fashioned, too. But I think every person should have access to that data. I don't understand why that's data that would only be held in one group's hands. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't it makes no sense. Right. Like I don't I don't see how that could affect, you know, national security in any sort of like negative way. I don't really understand the gatekeeping to that information. I understand people, you know, will try to use I mean that's why Trump wants it is because he wants to manipulate it. But it seems yeah he wants to politicize exactly and so it seems like the uh, the better option would be for for everybody to have access to that data yeah he's just not a very transparent administration no um a few more uh, a few more headlines here a new quinnipiac polling is out showing biden is leading trump by 15 points if the election were today he would win 52 to 37 um, Trump's approval ratings are in the, the shitter. They're the lowest they've ever been, 36%, um, with 60% disapproving. And for coronavirus, uh, all-time low, 35% approval, with 62% that disapprove of his handling of, of COVID. I don't know how it's that high, personally. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand. Uh, no clue. I mean, I guess he's managed to fool a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the governor of Oklahoma... Uh, who refuses to issue a mask mandate has tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, uh, he was at the Trump Tulsa rally, um, and this is as his state sets another record for new cases overnight. Um, Alabama has added uh, a mask mandate and is now one of 37 states that have mask man- mandates on the books. The South right now, um, <laughs> and this blows my mind, but the South is responsible for about 25%. A quarter of the cases globally are in the God South right now. God damn. Fuck. We are s- fucking up so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's out of control now. We've we've lost control of it. And in the meantime, we didn't stock up on PPE. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, and we didn't get our testing shit together. Yep. Because the people at the top were either assuming or just choosing to tell everybody that we were on the other side of the hill. Yeah. Yeah. And and right now, the positivity rate in Florida is approaching 30%. That's huge. And one in three children tested for COVID positive in Florida. Um, meanwhile, they've reopened Disney World. They want to open schools. <laughs> and they're expanding the opening of Epcot. They're having some food and wine celebration today uh there while and and, you know this is just late breaking news right now miami-dade's hospitals are full um they have their their increase in ventilator usage is up 95 percent um it's hospitalizations are up 65 percent and it's it's a it's a mess it's it's twice what it was in new york and that's when we shut everything down walmart on the other hand will not let you in if you're not wearing a face mask and they've created a new position which is kind of like their greeter but they're called health ambassadors i think and their <laughs> their job is to make sure you wear a mask but that to me and this is what fucking sucks in trump's america that sounds like a really dangerous job mm-hmm. and you know standing outside of walmart and making sure parents have their masks on you know? Yes, it does. They have one at Target that I that I've seen every time I've gone in in North Park, and 
different story probably walmart's across the country than than the north park hipster target vibe Mm -hmm. and 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 pasadena has canceled the rose parade um that usually happens new year's day 2021 and a key model the ihme this is the one i keep this is the one i keep using because way back in february they predicted we would have 134 a thousand cases by august 1st which is pretty close now they're saying uh, they had adjusted it down after we flattened the curve a little bit in New York to 66,000, but then it went back up. And now it's 224,000 deaths by November 1st. That's 100,000 more than we have now. And that's before flu season gets underway. Um, I said, again, months ago, if we didn't shut all the way down, wear masks, get our contact tracing and testing shit together, this would get out of control. And now with Trump wanting to control the data, that's terrifying. I'm, I'm surprised that that story isn't being talked about more, that Trump wants to control this data, these mm-hmm. data. I mean, if you think about what he did with Noah and the hurricane thing, you know, this is he, he politicized a fucking hurricane. Yeah, he's a fascist. Um, he is. He's a <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, he's a fascist, A.G. You're so right. Um what is what is your next story? Oh, uh, so th- speaking of fascism and abusing power, his campaign, they're secretly paying Trump's son's wife and uh, DTJ's girlfriend $180,000 a year each through Brad Parscale. So not through the campaign directly, through the campaign manager's private company. And this is according to some Republicans who wanted to speak with anonymity. They didn't want... Uh, their names, obviously, to be revealed. But the two women are Kimberly Guilfoyle. Uh, she is Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. And then Laura Trump, uh, Eric Trump's wife. So I guess they're getting $15,000 a month. And uh, it's unclear right now when that started, when those payments started. But when when Brad was asked by Huffington Post uh, what the fuck is up with that he said I can pay them however I want to pay them and then he refused to say anything else on the matter but uh, I, I, the 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 obvious consequence of what they're doing is they get around FEC rules that you know to have disclosure requirements for campaigns and how they spend their money so ultimately uh paul ryan he's a campaign finance legal expert at the watchdog group common cause not the paul ryan invertebrae we're thinking (laughs) of uh paul 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 ryan the smart one said a lot of people close to donald trump close to Donald Trump, are getting rich off of his campaign. They don't want donors to know that they're getting rich because at the end of the day, it's donor money. So I thought that was a, a really good way to very succinctly describe exactly what they're trying to do is just be able to mm. act with impunity or any accountability to the people that gave them the money and to the rules that dictate how they are to spend the money. Yeah, and where they can't circumvent FEC pesky rules like having to disclose that shit you know that, that this is this is how they do that and and then they, they've already cut the fec off at the knees by not giving anyone any jobs there so they can't have a you know have a, a core and they can't raise you know investigate anything mm-hmm. so they're they're also toothless um mm-hmm. under this administration along with inspectors general and whistle whistleblowers anybody who opposes him it's it's frightening and it's total his attack on on checks and balances um but we have some uh, good news here. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is out of the hospital at home resting. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. Jeff Sessions lost his race for the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> so the race is possum. Sorry. <laughs> lost. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to, the briefings are due tomorrow in the Manhattan DA Vance Trump tax case subpoena federal grand jury with Mazars that situation chill those briefs are due tomorrow where, which is today if you're listening to the show on Thursday um, Susan Collins sent a weird email to her Democratic opponent Sarah Gideon who won uh, the, the primary there saying basically because Sarah Gideon said I want to debate you I want to have four four debates with you um, Susan Collins and and uh, Collins sent an email. It's weird email saying, basically, I'll paraphrase. She said, I'll see your four debates and raise you. I want 16 debates. And we're starting tonight. So you show up tonight live for the debate. And that's just weird. Yeah. She's weird. Um, the Trump administration has reversed its position on deporting international students who don't attend in-person classes in the fall because of COVID. Multiple states, multiple schools had sued the administration. We talked about it a couple of days ago. Uh, and he's just flipped his decision. He's he's reverted. He, 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 he's given up that fight. So that's good. What a shit show this White House is. Um, but that those are the main headlines for today. It's a lot. Uh, we will be right back with a discussion about literal beans with Andrew Torres. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. I'd like to thank our newest sponsor, FitBod, for supporting the Daily Beans podcast. Whether you're new to the gym or you've been lifting weights for years, it can be hard to find the right workout program and stick to it. But with FitBod, you can get a truly personalized fitness program that adapts as you go. FitBod is a smart fitness app that takes all the guesswork out of planning your workouts. FitBod's algorithm factors in your goals, your experience level, equipment, workout duration, and muscle recovery to intelligently craft the perfect total body workout program just for you. With each workout, the app learns your abilities and plans workouts designed to maximize your results. I love that FitBod cycles new exercises into the mix, keeping the workouts fun and fresh, and they keep it balanced, too. They never overwork a muscle group, so I'm not too sore. I always have enough recovery time for the next one. Uh, but there's so much variety. The workouts are constantly changing. I never get bored, and that's really important to me. It's, it's something that I really thrive uh, off of when the, the workouts aren't repetitive. And I've stuck with it much longer than I usually do with other exercise plans. Um, with FitBot, I'm always looking forward to the next workout. I can already tell the results. It's super easy to use. It even has HD video tutorials to make learning a new exercise a breeze. It's perfect for everyone who's looking to get better fitness results, whether your goal is general fitness, strength training, muscle tone, bodybuilding, powerlifting, uh, Olympic weightlifting. Uh, that's not my goal, but, you know, might be yours. So get the program tailored to your unique body, your experience, and your environment. No equipment, no worries. FitBod has body weight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. It integrates with other fitness and health apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava. It personalized training can be tough on the budget, but FitBod is only $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. Get personalized fitness plans that help you work out smarter at fitbod.me slash dailybeans. Try FitBod for free for one month when you sign up today at fitbod.me slash dailybeans. That's one month free when you sign up at fitbod.me slash dailybeans. All right, everybody, welcome back. While I did not have Ivanka and Donald violating ethics policy using beans on my 2020 bingo card, we are about to get meta on the Daily Beans with an interview about literal beans. And joining me on this momentous red-letter day where beans collide is the co-host of the uh, Opening Arguments podcast and real-life lawyer, my friend Andrew Torres. Andrew, how are you? I am fantastic, AG. How are you? I'm good. You like that intro? Pretty good intro. <laughs> I did. I wanted to come back with like a holy 
frijoles kind of got me. Oh. You know, uh, <laughs> right. I missed my chance. So, well, all right, spill the beans. Literally, what's happening <laughs> with uh, with these ethics rules and and the violations and and that and and then let's talk about how nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So look, let's start with the fact that nothing is going to happen, and uh, it, there's. Like, you should be mad about that. But, like, you should be mad about that. Like, I don't know, 970th on the list of other ethics violations you should be more mad at, right? So, like, here's why, right? Lots of the ethics law, you know, the kinds of laws that apply in a campaign or political context have what's built into them, right, a, a scienter or an intent requirement. Right. And look, in a lot of ways, that's a good thing. Right. So, for example, when we were uh, in (laughs) in those lovely halcyon days of August of 2016, you know, Mm. uh, opening arguments was one of the first podcasts to really like break down. Like Rudy Giuliani was on every news channel stating as fact, like. You know, well, I could get an indictment of Hillary Clinton under the, uh, you know, under under revealing the laws governing revealing of confidential information. Remember when her emails were a big thing? Anyway, um, and 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 we went through like the specific law, um, which does not have an intent requirement, but has a gross negligence requirement. And I went through every single case. that had ever been prosecuted under that law and basically concluded like Rudy Giuliani is full of shit. And we, we do not have a system in which we prosecute people who inadvertently or negligently reveal classified information. And you don't want that, right? Again, mm-hmm. that would have, that would have been grounds for, you know, lock her up. Um, it wasn't because that's not the way the law works. Um, so, it's not surprising that that these laws, you know, and again, I'm speaking at a high level, have an intent requirement. You might remember we had that discussion when volume, when the Mueller report came out and we were talking about volume one and how, you know, there's essentially the entire section beginning on page 170 of volume one that's like, well, you know, Donald Trump Jr. is too stupid to have violated the campaign finance laws, <laughs> right? Like, and that's that's pretty much what it says, right? Like, that's that's a near paraphrase. Yeah, too stupid to crime. That's <laughs> right. And 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 so you and a lot of other people were asking, like, well, I thought the rule was, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse, and, and, and it is, but at the same time, it isn't, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's it, it, and it's because. Every law, like with with a very minimal number of exceptions, right? You know, uh, any strict liability offense, anything like you know, the speed limit's thirty five, like doesn't matter. You're going, you know, thirty six. You're in violation of the of law. Outside of that limited area, most laws require the prosecutor to get into something about your intent, right? And that kind of brings us full circle to the ethics laws, where it it, it it's not hard to prove intent, right? So for, for example, let's give a great example of the administration in, I don't know, this was like week three, violating the Hatch Act. Mm-hmm. That was Kellyanne Conway using the resources of the White House to promote Melania's line of dresses or shoes or whatever the hell it was, right? Like that's an utterly clear violation. And when asked about it, Kellyanne Conway was like, 
you're coming after me for the Hatch Act? Like, oh, been... it was uh, it was yeah. Ivanka because the people were pulling her shit out of stores or something. Yes, 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 yeah. exactly. It was. I, I couldn't remember if it was Ivanka or Melania, but you're you're right. It was Ivanka, and like. And and Kelly and Conway was asked about that, and she was like, eh, "You're going to come after me for the Hatch Act." And like she she has been, you know, cited uh, multiple times in in opinions, but you know, it's up to the DOJ to enforce those opinions, right? Like those are very clear violations because what you have is a, a you you don't just have the conflict of interest, right? But you have the clear intent to benefit the person that you're shilling for, right? So, right, the White House shilling for Ivanka, that's really clear. <sighs> Ivanka shilling for Goya, like, that's a harder case, right? It, it, it's a stupider case. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but you can see how it's a little, it's a little bit harder because th- there's a component of that that is, uh, and, and again, it's real hard for me to like <laughs> to utter the phrase like in fairness to the Trump family's political speech, right? Like I, you know, that, that's a challenge. But but in a vacuum, right? If it were if it were our guys on the other side, right? Like I I don't think you want to litigate where you get into protected speech. What what makes this terrible, right? And anything that where you could argue like, oh come on, man, like you're. You're punishing me for the political content here. And 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 look, like that's what liberals are mad about. And again, I'm I'm as lefty as they come. You know that like, I am a cred as well established on this show, right? But but that's what people are mad at, right? Like they are mad at the political statement being amplified through official channels. So yes, the official channels are an abuse. But I do feel like if this were in isolation and the shoe were on the other foot. Many of the people, you know, calling for ethics investigations would probably feel a little different. That's not a huge defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something to think about in the overall context of things. Well, that and I think, you know, big picture uh, systems thinking here, it, it's, it, it sort of develops two standards, uh, one for them and one for the rest of us civil servants. I'm, I'm no longer one, but... <laughs> You know, I had I took very pain pained steps to not violate the Hatch Act, and to act within ethical guidelines. And it's it's almost as like we have two systems of justice in the country where Stone gets his sentence commuted, but Reality Winner is still in jail, and Breonna Taylor's murderers are walking free. It's a it's it's it. I just don't like that two standards system. I just don't like these different classes of what kind of ethical person you have to be, you know? One, 100% agree. And let's amplify both of those statements. If you had told your boss what Kellyanne Conway replied to the to the OLC memorandum, right? If you had said to your boss, like, Hatch Act, good luck prosecuting me under that, which is, which is again, a, a near direct paraphrase, right? Near direct quote of what of what Kelly and Conway said. If you had said that to your boss, like you, you, there would be criminal charges pending against you, right? Like, you, like the, the you or I'd be fired. Percent correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, both. Right. Like yeah. they would have immediately taken disciplinary action because, right? The Hatch Act is not right. It's not the Posse Comitatus Act, right? Like, it's not like you can say, oh, no one is ever, like, the bar is high, but Mm -hmm. the bar isn't infinity. And when you say, (laughs) I don't care if you're, if I'm violating your dumb law, like, that's usually enough for prosecutors to prosecute and for juries to infer intent. Mm -hmm. Um, So, look, 
again, and I've said this on your show, but but to me, I think this all goes back to the the, the first domino, which was Donald Trump got into office and said, I want Jared Kushner on the White House staff. And everybody around him said, um, he's your son-in-law. We're Republicans. Do you remember like the whole, you're old enough to remember us all being pissed off about the Robert Kennedy thing. And we passed a whole bunch of laws specifically saying you can't put people like that in positions of power. It's super robust and it's super clear. And Trump said, right, but I don't give a shit. I want to do it. What's the punishment? And everybody looked around and was like, well, I guess you could try it. Mm. Um, and 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 that began, you know, thus began the Trump administration. So yeah, and then and then he also removed all of the people who who warned against it, and he ignored all the red flags, and and he couldn't get clearance, but he gave him clearance anyway. It's just it it is preposterous. I mean, you you, you have verified this independently, but like the the number of longstanding civil servants who describe the communications from the White House during transition as having received emails from Jared Kushner demanding that they identify political appointees within their within their department um, is, uh, you know, un- uncountable. Like, th- that's a matter of public record. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just that. Precisely how- <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't only looking for that. Then he put out revisions to the Hatch Act saying you can't say anything bad about Trump specifically. And and then, uh, you know, they they emailed all of us and, and said, OK, you have however many regulations you have. You need to for every what was it for every three regulations, you need to cut one of them. So, you know, here we are, a healthcare organization trying to provide health care for veterans. Like what what regulations would you like us to cut? Like these are all here for a reason it was just it's it's bananas i this is when you have the perfect conjunction of ideologues and idiots in power right because because seriously like the the only way that makes sense is if you're a 13 year old boy reading ayn rand for the first time and you're like that's right regulations are bad and like like literally like Ronald Reagan's political philosophy was more sophisticated than that. Right. Like like there was nobody dumb enough to think like government bad. That's why I run it, um, except the, the 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 and I don't know if it's a 50 50 split, but the split between partisans and 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 buffoons who currently occupy and control the entirety of the U.S. government. So. Oh yeah, well the head of the head of the EPA is an oil guy. The head of the you know, they the, the Secretary of Education is is hates public schools. Uh, you know, it, like we said, I think we said this a couple years ago. Trump would put a dingo in charge of a baby. So it it, it and again, people don't realize how how far because you know, like again, our side is like, well, you know. They're Republicans, so of course, but like it didn't used to be that way, right? Like when when James Watt was nominated to be Secretary of the Interior and was like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to drill more, we're going to mine more, we're going to cut more timber. Like he lost that nomination in a Republican-controlled Senate, right? Like this is – it it, it didn't used to be okay to put the dingo in charge of guarding the baby. Uh, And and I do fear like, you know – political memories are short. Believe me, I know that from the number of third-party voters I had to argue with in 2016 when I was like, don't you remember 2000? And they're like, no, I'm 19. Of course I don't. Uh, and then I had to beat them aside the head with a croquet mallet. Um, it, 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 like, 
political memories are short and we need to hold on and be <laughs> holding the line that like, this is not the kind of stuff that's ever been okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I have, I have some optimism, uh, but, but we got a lot of work to do come, you know, come January, 2021. We got a lot of work to do in November. Uh, we got a lot more to do in January. Yeah. If we win. Uh, uh, that, that's right. Don't take it for granted. <laughs> yeah. If we win and ignore the polls. I mean, they look good, but ignore them and, you know, fight like we're 10 points down vote and numbers too big to manipulate. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's hard to hold on hope, but I think, I think um, as long as, uh, you know, we're here for each other, I think it'll be all right. And uh, I just, I just hope to God we win in November. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's one of the things, I mean, a, a, our, our friendship cannot be measured. Uh, but it's one of the things I love about continuing, come back on your show, continuing to have you come back on my show. Like, people need community right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like, you know, you're helping to build that. Hopefully we're helping to build that to, uh, <laughs> to get us through an administration that is buoyed entirely by like, we feel good when we troll the libs, right? Like, mm -hmm. look, that is the guiding philosophy to the extent that there is one of public policy pronouncements out of the Trump administration. And like, it's really like you don't have to feel bad about feeling bad about the fact that that's where our government is. Like it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't have to feel that way. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll get off the soap. No, it's okay. I mean, the veracity of our intentions is bolstered by the fact that we'll be out of a lot of work if Trump doesn't get reelected. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, co but that, you know, and, and I, I, I'll never forget Pat Oswalt or maybe it was Greg Giraldo. Somebody was asked if, uh, you know, they, if they are sad that Bush is no longer the president because they can't do jokes about him anymore. And, and I think Pat Oswald was like, I'll give up my 10 minutes of mediocre Bush material to have never had that fucker be president, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but here we are. I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. But I think, uh, I think the rebuild is going to be robust, like you said. So anyway, tell everyone where they can find you, Andrew. Yeah, the Opening Arguments podcast. If you like this sort of stuff or if you like hearing about Supreme Court cases and what do they mean and why the mainstream news story service about that is almost certainly wrong, like that's what we try and do is take those stories with a legal component and break them down and make them make sense. Yes, and have fun while doing it. Thank you very much, yeah, Andrew Torres. <laughs> well, uh, Thank you so much, AJ. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'll be right back with Mandy and Jordan for the Good News Box, so stay with us. Hey everybody, it's AG, and this Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Sunbasket. Like everyone these days, I've been socially distancing, working from home, reducing unnecessary trips out, and if you're trying to avoid crowds at the grocery stores and like unmasked Karens, I recommend trying Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers healthy, delicious meals straight to your door. It's a perfect and tasty solution for these crazy COVID times. Sunbasket has amazing recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, which is me, hooray, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. They make it easy and convenient. Everything is pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen, which is excellent for me because I am terrible in the kitchen. 
Each week, they offer a wide range of recipes. Um, they have stuff like uh, Hwasan steak strip lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots. They have black bean tostadas diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. Uh, roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant. That is my favorite. You can order from any of the recipes across their menu. Skip a week if you need to. Double up on your favorite ones. And Sunbasket facilities have the highest levels of food and employee safety. And this is so important to us. They reinforce their strict adherence to operating procedures and have increased sanitization frequency in their distribution centers to protect your family, you, and their employees. And right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash dailybeans and enter promo code dailybeans at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash dailybeans and enter promo code dailybeans at checkout for $35 off your order. Again, sunbasket.com slash dailybeans and don't forget to use promo code dailybeans. Hey everybody, welcome back. It is time for the good news block. Well, we'll float on good news is on the way. Uh, all right, everybody. Today it is Jordan and Mandy leading the good news. Mandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, always a treat doing good news with you, Jordan. Yes, it is. Very much so. How are you? I'm great. Mm-hmm. I decided to uh, go to the convention center downtown and run the stairs. Have you ever done that? You know what? I'm not going to lie to you, sweetheart. That sounds like not something I will ever do. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was the fucking worst. It was like nice because, you know, like hardly anybody was there and it's, it's a very good mm-hmm. amount of stairs. Totally. But... Yeah, definitely. I was telling AG, I don't think I'm going to be able to walk for like eight days. It was too, <laughs> it was too much, and it was hot. It was honestly, I don't even know what's real right now. I am having. I really miss, um, I miss working out in gyms and going to my yoga studio. I've been, uh, you know, I've been getting outside and like doing hiking and going to the park and stuff as much as I can. I've gone to the beach a couple of times, but uh, I mostly been working out from home. I actually have been doing that though I, for the first part of quarantine. And this is not, first of all, if you, if you have, have had changes in your body during this pandemic, totally normal, totally fine, totally fine to gain weight, totally fine to lose weight. No shame. Yes. Um, yes, yes, earlier yes. in the pandemic, I like ate everything. I mean, everything. I was just like, couldn't handle this new reality and just like ate everything in sight and then I turned a corner and I was like okay I would like to feel a little better so I started working out all the time and now I'm really in that groove but I've discovered that I like strength training and I have found for the yeah. first time ever that strength training feels I like I put on my headphones and uh put on like a nice like no lyrics kind of playlist like something like zen um and uh maybe some lo-fi beats and I just like have like a super quiet chill moment with myself and my strength training and it gives yeah. me a similar feeling to yoga, actually. And I and I didn't really know that because I've never really done any kind of strength training consistently. So that's mm-hmm. another new uh, quarantine hobby I've picked up as a high-risk person who stays inside all the time. <laughs> totally. That's great. Yeah, strength training is awesome, too, because it feels so good to get stronger. Just mm-hmm. that process of, like... Absolutely. Yeah, like, I can do two whole push-ups now and i haven't been able to do that for a long time and it feels good (laughs) yeah i haven't really ever had that experience before i've had like you know the experience of uh doing cardio for an extended period of time my exercise has been all over the place as an adult i'll like you know do a lot for a while and then not do it for quite a while but uh i've done a lot of yoga and i've done a lot of cardio in the past um or like swimming or hiking or whatever but not literally not strength training 
and consistently maybe since I was like 19. Um, so it's my, it's my first time kind of like getting stronger and I'm like noticing changes in my muscles. <laughs> I just like walk around the house flexing my muscles at Joelle. Like, look, yes. look at that. You see that? You see that? You see that little baby bicep? Look at that shit. <laughs> baby bicep. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very proud. So yes, totally. <laughs> I love it. You should be. Anyway, um, uh, we do have good news other than my biceps. Yes. Do you want to, do you want to do the first one? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Uh, this is from Betsy, pronouns she, her. Uh, teacher here. Uh, can, thank you so much, Betsy. Teachers are amazing. Uh, I love all of you. Our school year will start online, which is a huge relief as I'm in Texas and our numbers are still rising. Even better, the county health department issued guidance that they're not allowed to open in person until September at least. That is great news. Keeping your kids safe. I... I keep thinking about Betsy, Betsy DeVos's, not, not this Betsy, bad Betsy. <laughs> yeah. Not, bad time no, to be a Betsy in education. Bad time to be a Betsy in education. Yeah. Um, but Betsy DeVos uh, said only 0.02% of kids may die from this. Oh God. Yeah. She, I mean, don't quote me on that, but she said something, you know, when she was questioned, but there are high risk kids. There are you know, do we really want to, like, even healthy kids are dying from this. Do we really want to put children at risk? And she said something like, yes, but given America's public school population, only 0.02% of kids are expected to die. And which sounds fine. But in reality, that's like 14,000 children. Right. That's also just one of those things that maybe you consider that when you're behind the scenes coming up with your policy or game plan or something, if even though that's that's still shitty. Why would you say that publicly? <laughs> like, that just sounds horrible. Because it is. That's, uh, yeah. All right. Next good news. You take this one. <laughs> yes. Next up is from Kimberly, pronoun she, her. Kimberly says, more good news out of Texas. In addition to Biden now spending money on advertising, we had some big defeats in the primary runoffs. One of the most notable is a Republican runoff in West Texas in which a super right-winged wackadoodle group, Empowered Texans, was handed a nice ass-kicking when the son-in-law of their biggest funder lost his primary. Hell yeah. This group has done a lot of damage in our state, scarring middle-of-the-road Republicans either out of office or to the right. But they've been steadily losing ground. Hopefully this defeat will drive them back into the hole from which they came. Thank you, ladies, for being so incredibly strong, honest, and keeping us laughing through the tears. Aw. Thank you, Kimberly. That's so nice. Yes, yes thank you. God, empowered Texans. Just Fuck yeah. like fucking yeah. what it is. Um, okay, the next one is from Anonymous, pronouns she, her. After enduring years of existential dread, uh, same. I have come across letters from an American, a daily letter written by Profeather, uh, Profeather, sorry, the, it says Professor Heather, <laughs> I and I that. said Profeather. I love <laughs> that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you when people do seg- segments with me, it like, they start fucking up words. <laughs> uh, let me see. That. Or that's just me being entirely self-centered. That's equally as possible. that was a good one though let me let me redo that uh after enduring years of existential dread i have come across letters from an american a daily letter written by professor heather cox not profeather uh (laughs) professor heather cox richardson a historian commenting and putting into historical context the news of the day with all sources included 
it turns out the country has experienced some of this shit before. I was actually relieved to learn this. Uh, yes, we have gone through pandemics before. Uh, she has created a community of thoughtful readers who share non-flaming observations. She even does two Facebook Live events. And on Tuesday, she talks about today's politics and answers questions. And on Thursday, she talks about a specific historical topic. Right now, it's the history of the Republican Party. I find her smart, soothing, and engaging. So much better than drinking and Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, she'd make a great podcast interview. She sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm going to look her up. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, Professor Heather Cox Richardson, and it's called Letters from an American. So that sounds really cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, that sounds very cool. Subscribe. Here we go. Sweet. I did it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hell yes. None decide later. Okay. Sorry. Um. <laughs> okay. Next up is from um, Amber. Amber. Thank you. Amber, pronoun she, her. Amber says, during our team meeting conference call this morning, we were able to have a great thoughtful discussion on pronouns, and I was able to tell my coworkers that this week is non-binary awareness week, which in a state department, that's something, a topic that isn't discussed without EEO training. Yay! Hell yeah. So very, very, mm -hmm. very powerful and uh, important to bring that awareness to the tables that you can. Absolutely. And happy non-binary awareness week to all of our non-binary and gender non-conforming and trans listeners. Uh, yes. You are so valued and we love you. Uh, and uh, yes, we do. Yes. We're glad that you listen to our show. And uh, I'm glad that you were able to present that to your co-workers, Amber. That's so rad. And it's I'm happy to, with all the bad things happening that you hear about the government, it's so nice to hear about people at all levels, like trying to make a change anyway. Totally. And yeah, so. and, and talking, you know, like you said, when you're able and, and you feel safe to talking about this and sharing it with the world around you. If everybody did that, then you wouldn't even, you know, it's just mm -hmm. grassroots, grassroots works. Absolutely. Um, all right, the next one is from Mo, she, her. The Trump, the Trump misadministration, not a typo, <laughs> is no longer is no longer going to expel international grad, graduate students studying in our country. Ag possibly covered this earlier on in the show, but um, anyway, this is great news for the country and these students. This is great news. It is unbelievable to me. I mean, I don't know why I say unbelievable. Uh, right. I mean, they use any opportunity they can to kick out non U.S. Mm -hmm. citizens, every mm -hmm. possible opportunity, but. For some of these students, they were saying, if you don't attend in-person classes, you, you're going to be deported immediately. Your visa is going to be revoked. That's just mm -hmm. unreasonable. These, some of these people have been here a long time. They're, you know, they've come all the way to the U.S. They're bright minds and they're possibly training to take highly skilled positions in this country. And they've made a life here and, and pay international tuition, you know, and mm -hmm. to just say you have to put your life at risk. If you don't attend any in-person classes, we're revoking your visa. I'm really yeah. happy also as an immigrant that that was uh, struck down. Excellent yeah. news. It almost sounds like it is, it is good news for sure. It does for me fall into the category potentially of Trump announcing really crazy awful shit and then he takes it back and then he wants credit for taking it back and this is something mm. that he does consistently he did it a lot when it came you know to like immigration decisions and he just i mean yeah this is this is another mm -hmm. one just in a different form so so i think Absolutely. i'm i'm really afraid that him and his team 
take moments to just pedal and throw out a, like a you know really fucked up and it's it's almost like a kind of dog whistling you you know you say you, you say this idea it starts to get attention it seeps into the minds of his followers and yes. the minds of his not followers and people start freaking out and like changing how they operate and think and stuff and then hold on and then he just let me write the ship it's the good news block <laughs> oh yes thank you i appreciate You're welcome. you doing that um however some of the things that he says to his uh uh fanatical followers ends up you know actually passing and so i think that we i mean as much as you're right and i totally hear your theory and think it's super valid we also have to celebrate the fact that this time it didn't actually get passed that it, 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 that it's been struck down 100 percent. i totally get how me going into that rant immediately after it would seem to overshadow the good news or just does overshadow the good news and i <laughs> didn't mean to do that so thank you no that's totally okay no uh, but i think your i think your theory on that is completely valid and i think that he does a lot to sow confusion and uh all the time and you're absolutely right but i'm so grateful that all of these immigrants get to stay because me too what a horrible time to be forced to travel around the world yes. also during a pandemic yes i'm not going to visit my family in canada right now because it's not really driving distance and flying is just not safe right now so mm -hmm. to also to not only like to to say well if you're not attending in-person classes because you don't feel safe then you have to like travel internationally to get home that's not safe either so um no. you know i'm 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 relieved right yes Hell definitely. Yeah. yay <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're welcome okay next up from jamie pronoun she her she says, since the beginning of the pandemic, I have been struggling with ways to make a difference locally. My kiddos are four, six, and seven, so my ability to help in person is pretty limited. I do what I can. A few weeks ago, I was trying to figure out how to make our home more inviting. Not like we can have anyone over, but we live at the entrance to a walk-slash-bike path used by many people every day. That's how our welcome garden was conceived. We scrounged up a bunch of big rocks, desert life, and painted them in vibrant colors and penned the word welcome in six different languages. That's so Aww, cool. Oh my god, that's, that's so, cool. so cute. Yes. We also painted the flag of our state, New Mexico, and a big welcome rock with hashtag BLM. We've since added a pride flag rock and a BLM fist symbol rock. Our kids have added their own series of abstract rock paintings, maybe a Picasso or a Carfunkel. <laughs> it's been fun to watch them create and take pride in our welcome garden. I had no idea how it would be received. I had hoped it would be a small act to bring people joy and to know that our house was a safe place for all. We live in a very diverse neighborhood with retirees, new families, a variety of ethnicities, etc. Yay! But still, there are assholes everywhere. The other day, I was out watering, and a much older gentleman was strolling by. He stops and said, I just want you to know that your yard brings me joy. Oh, wait. Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be bad, so I read it in a, in a bad voice, in a judgy voice, but it's actually... <laughs> It's actually really nice. That's so funny. Um, I, I saw the word asshole and I was like, we got an asshole coming up, but it's a nice person because they understand the concept of good news, unlike myself. All right, here we go. The other day I was out watering and a much older gentleman was strolling by. He stopped and said, I just want you to know that your yard brings me joy every day. I almost cried because that was it. That's what I had hoped for. I just want people to find some joy in this time of isolation, to know we are all one in this together. It was such a simple statement, but it just made my day. Thanks to all of you for being my daily therapy. It's either you gals or I start adding a nip 
to my morning coffee. Love you, ladies. Oh, Jamie, Jamie, yeah. Jamie, Jamie. I love this so much. Please send us some pictures. Send them to Amanda at MullerSheWrote.com, please, or tweet them at us at Daily Beans Pod. I love this so much. And honestly, I more of our listeners should do this. I absolutely love that. It paints some rocks, make some signs for your yard mm-hmm. or your front windows or whatever. Like put some messaging, not just Biden signs. That's wonderful. But, you know, some stuff for pride or some stuff for diversity or for Black Lives Matter. I, I love it. I want pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, too. that's so nice. Yeah, you know, and the so signs nice. around my neighborhood when I go for my when I go for my little neighborhood strolls with my dog, you know, they really do make me feel uplifted. A lot of the kids in our neighborhood have done chalk drawings on the pavement over the last few months, and a lot of people have Black Lives Matter signs on their house, and mm-hmm. a bunch of people have had Pride stuff displayed, and um, a lot of anti-Trump stuff. Um, I mean, I live obviously um, in a pretty like you know. Uh, central part of san diego adjacent to the lgbt neighborhood so it's pretty mm-hmm. progressive but i would love to see more of that everywhere um mm-hmm. i think it's would really make people feel uplifted and we need that i agree yay all right last one um from anonymous hi longtime listener big fan and a resident in new york city man i can't wait to go back to new york after the pandemic is God, more I love wrangled Mm-hmm. Same. I really want to go to Alan Cummings like cabaret club, club coming. I would Ooh. die. Yes, I want to go so bad. So Alan Cumming or friends of Alan Cumming, if you're listening, please invite me to club coming when it reopens. <laughs> Is it invite only? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm just. Oh, okay. I want. Cool. I, I want to be. I want to get in with the cool kids, Jordan. Yes. Um. I'll go with you. Anyway, uh, back to the good news of the listener, not my. <laughs> future travel plans good news on the personal <laughs> front from anonymous uh, uh they say my partner's dad has lyme disease and not covid well lyme disease is not a wonderful thing but fuck yeah for it not being covid yes. uh i i diagnosed it based on the rash and the doxycycline worked 10 days of fever gone after 24 hours of antibiotics and i've been forgiven for taking their baby away with me to residency so covid test finally came back after two weeks negative uh, but we could have used that information in fucking June. Fair enough. <laughs> the, time, the amount of time it takes to get a uh, COVID test back is ridiculous. Good mm-hmm. news on the local political front. We got our compost back. Initially, the city got rid of all composting and their budget cuts, but we called and wrote and whatnot, and they gave the composting 10% back of the original budget. We are very excited for our drop-off trips to the park to feel like our used banana peels do a good thing (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's awesome yeah um and then one more part here mini confession i ordered several giant halloween bags of candy at the beginning of all of this because although i like eating impulsively i also plan compulsively i forgot i had airheads in one layer of my stash and i am now enjoying too many of them after a long day of telling people how to be healthier Yes, I am a hypocritical doctor, but what can I say? Being a quote-unquote healthcare hero with minimal labor rights working on the quote-unquote front lines at the the whim of and cleaning up after the spectacular failures of a bunch of toxic masculinity-chugging, racist, sexist, greedy, motherfucking capitalist pigs is stressful, and airheads help. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for sending in the good news. Thank you, Mandy, for always compiling those. And it's so fun doing this block with you. You're such a sweet receiver 
of good news. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Yes, yes, totally. It's very nice and uplifting. Um, Aw, trying to hold space for everybody's good news. Yes, totally. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, so I just wanted to say, uh, I know if you are, well, if you're in some places, the pandemic is more handled for you. Um, but if you're here in the U.S. where we are, it's pretty out of control. And I think a lot of people are getting really tired and, um, you know, uh, beaten down mentally. So this is just another reminder to, you know, pick back up a self-care thing or a hobby or, you know, something that has you've shoved aside if you're feeling really exhausted. You know, don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Try to try to pick yourself up pick yourself back up again and take care of yourself because this is uh, a marathon, not a sprint. So just sending a little love and light to everyone who's just feeling tired because I certainly am, but we must keep going. Keep calm and carry on and stiff upper lip it and all of that nonsense. Yes. (laughs) Mandy, you seriously, it sounds like we just slipped into like a YouTube or podcast just based around <laughs> soothing soothing stories and meditations and stuff. A soothing story to make yes. you all feel nice and calm as we relax yes. into our evening together. <laughs> I immediately chilled out just hearing you talk. Thank you. Um, I actually do have a, uh, a a bedtime sleepy meditation podcast coming out soon. I know I announced it a while ago, but um, yes. turns out every editor... I know is really backed up at everyone launching podcasts. So uh, uh, it is going to come out and it's going to be called Drifting Off and I'm going to read you to sleep if that actually is something you're interested in. Um, I have a lot of uh, soothing energy in which to share. Yes, so. you do. Hell yes. yes. Can't wait till that comes out. Um, Hell yeah. Please plug it when it does. I'm mm-hmm. going to plug my podcast. We have a new episode coming out today if you're a patron or Thursday if you are a regular person. Um, we, Steve and I have a really good conversation at the beginning on this episode, actually, that is very political in nature. And I think it, it was a really good episode. So called I Disagree. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. That would be dope if you check that out. Uh, follow us. The Daily Beans on Twitter at Daily Beans Pod and uh, follow at Muller. She wrote, "Hey, what about when Twitter shut down the verified accounts for like?" Uh, yes, it was a it was a chaotic time on Twitter.com yes. today. Everybody went crazy, and then everybody was tweeting at Muller. She wrote, "Like, hey, what a nice time to not be verified because for so long we've been trying to get at Muller. She wrote verified, and Twitter mm-hmm. hasn't done it. But today, we ran supreme for ten minutes." And that was it. <laughs> and then it was over. But anyways, yes, follow follow those accounts on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm at Mandy underscore reader on Twitter. Reader with two E's. Yes, M-A-N-D-Y underscore R-E-E-D-E-R. Yes. And Jordan, and I- you are at Jordan's Confused, correct? Yes, yes, at Jordan's Confused because nothing you often makes are. sense. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, just want to say thanks and have a good night, everybody. This was fun. Oh, and uh, if you are a patron, we will see you on Friday at 4 p.m. for this week's Daily Beans Happy Hour, which uh, has a theme of the 1970s this week. So, um, yeah, come hang out with me and AG and Jordan on a video live stream. 
and uh, have a cocktail or uh, a non-alcoholic beverage or an herbal refreshment of your choice. Yes. And yes. we will be answering questions. And usually we bring a guest or two or three on screen from all over the world. And it's a fun time. And you should come hang with us if you would like to do that. It's It used to be a break from the news, uh, but now we tend to spend, you know, a decent chunk of it talking about political stuff um, from listener questions. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can sign up to become a patron at patreon.com slash the daily beans for as little as $3 a month. Um, if you are a patron already and you'd like to sponsor someone else who's on the waiting list, uh, so many folks can't afford to spare the extra few bucks, you can uh, you can sponsor someone else and give them access to our uh, live streams and our early ad-free episodes and our Facebook group and all of that good stuff. You can do so at dailybeanspot.com. And if you scroll down, you'll see a section that says patrons sponsoring patrons and you can, uh, you can uh, sign up there. That's it for today. That's it. Any final thoughts? Beautiful. I have no final thoughts. Uh, no. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mandy. I always want to call mm-hmm. you Amanda. But Amanda then, Mandy. But then I switched to Mandy. My older sister's name is Amanda, and some people mm-hmm. call her Mandy. Either or. I mean, I go back and forth. Yes. Perfect. Well, uh, everybody, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been Jordan Coburn. Been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.